episode Loaded nine. Oh. Does he sit second, man? No, I don't I think he does. I think Kevin Keegan probably sits second. Oh, my God, what a <laughs> scandal. Austin Eckler versus the cards. Go and fuck yeah. the lot of you. <laughs> Austin Eckler. He's making me like I'm some sort of cameo. Like, I'm coming in and go, and out the bag, England to win. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Loaded Sport, where today we are going to be previewing week 15 of the NFL season. We're going to have a look at the darts getting underway just in time for Christmas, and we're going to be looking towards the final of the World Cup. To do that, I'm going to introduce <gasps> Skin go. back to us, and as he's just introduced himself partially there, Sam, welcome back to uh, to the show. How are we doing, boys? We all right? Yes, mate. Are you feeling better? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm about there. I'm about there. Not quite shook it off 100%, but uh, I do appreciate you powering on without me um, on Monday night, on Tuesday's release. So thank you very much for that. Good show, by the way. Enjoy it. I did. I did enjoy it. Yeah. Always do, mate. Always do. What did uh, What did you think about the Southwell, the England slash Southgate rank? Very the quickly. Southwell. Who's South South <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, mate. I think my illness is getting worse from earlier in the week. Southgate. <laughs> It went no, uh, it went viral on TikTok, mate. A lot did. of people you seem did. to be Seen agreeing it. agreeing with it. What's your thoughts? Just quickly, you just quickly. Yeah, I'm not gonna not gonna dive into it. But, you know, it's already been said. You, you covered absolutely everything. I got I got hammered uh, Saturday night when I put a couple of opinions in our community chat for wanting Southgate gone. You pretty much articulated everything that I wanted to say, but I was a little bit inebriated at the time. He, um, I can. Yeah, I'd had a can. Let's uh, put it politely. Just his inability to change games. I'm, again, I'm, I'm not going to bang on about it, but just the substitutions, the the questionable substitution. Why was why on earth was Sterling even a part of the game? Um, it, it'd done so much travelling. Jack Grealish has sat there. Rashford sat there. It just so many question marks, and I, I just think it's time to go. I've I've loved him. Like, I really have. Is a you can just tell he's a proper nice bloke. He's done wonders behind the scenes. But um, that, that's my 50 pence where I think it's time for him to go. And you're probably going to have to look into the foreign market to, to get, get a new, the next England manager. I would probably say more Pochettino. I wouldn't prefer Tuchel because I know Kemp and a couple of you others mentioned about Tuchel. But I don't really like the German idea of being in charge of English. And he's just so well, defensive. Argentinian's better, yeah? Argentinian's <laughs> better. It's a good point. But um, <laughs> he's had a lot more to do with English football. I know Tuchel's just so defensive. He's such a defensive coach. And I just don't think that with the, he would get the right abilities out of the players that we currently have. Fair one, fair one. Um, Ag, how are you, mate? I'm all right, thank you. I've uh, just woke up from a nap in preparation for staying up for the Seahawks San Fran. So I'm partly yeah. tired and Ooh, partly questioning all my decisions. Yeah. Well, our our US um, market has has grown in this last week. We by one hundred percent. By by more than that, mate. We're in the thousands, technically, because it was one before, and now it's like it's pushing in the twenties about the oh, amount of streams that we've had. Oh, so, wow. yeah, we for for you guys that are just joining us, the new listeners that we're gaining off of you know viral content and and things like that. If you want to find us on all the social platforms, uh, just search for Loaded Sport on Facebook. If you want to join our private community forum where we talk about a variety of sports and opinions and all that kind of stuff. Just search for the Loaded Sport Community Forum. Spotify, again, just search for Loaded Sport. We're rated five stars on there at the moment. Uh, YouTube as well, Loaded Sport. Uh, subscribe <laughs> on there if that's where you get your content. Five Twitter, stars at, at the moment. Loaded You're not sport. confident there. No, mate, I'm more than confident, <laughs> but you never know, dear. It's like Uber. You get one bad review, you yeah, 4.9 forever, and you can never recover. <laughs> can't, can't recover. Nightmare. 
um, at Loaded Sport on Twitter and at Loaded Undersport Score on uh, a Sport, sorry, on Instagram and again at Loaded Sport on TikTok as well. So for those of you that are joining us, there, there are all the platforms where you can find us. So follow where you can, whatever you've got available, and get stuck in. But yeah, just thought I'd shout that out because we, uh, we seem to have got a lot of uh, more eyes on the product in the last few days. So mm. just in case someone's found us at a random place, at least they know where where to find us but yeah follow subscribe review and most importantly recommend because at this stage word of mouth it's the uh, the biggest way of getting bigger but adam I'll, uh, I'll pass back to you to let you crack on with the show yeah i think there's uh, the best place to start is the world cup final on sunday which does take Ooh. place between oh boy. argentina and france That's the big one i know some of us had the, that predicted from before the tournament started so well done mm. sam Mudge yeah, thank you. Skin. Did you have France, Argentina? You did, didn't you? I did, mate. Yeah, yeah I well, three of us. Three of us. When we, uh, when we get to the prediction part in shortly. Can't believe the grief I've been given from you guys as well for the fact that I went for Brazil instead of Argentina. It's not like it was an outlandish claim either. Uh, who's giving you shit, really? You. Yeah. Name one person that said anything, mate. You've just made that up. Sam. For content. Sam. No, Sam you said are. it. As soon as he when? saw, and I, uh, I'd got it wrong. He said, "Surprise." Oh, well, no, that that went slagging Brazil off. That was slagging the fact that you got it once wrong. again wrong about anything. Yeah. That's not about Brazil. I went slagging Brazil off. I was slagging you being wrong off. There's a difference there. See, it's not like I've gone for the Li- uh, the Vikings against the Lions again. I've gone for Brazil to make the World <laughs> Cup final. That's realistic. My point, my point He's so being... so bitter about how we called him out and then ended up being right. <laughs> I am. I am. I my, my point being, you, you could have picked Argentina-France final. It yes. wouldn't have happened. It would you'd have still been wrong. They would have found a way to we'd have, we'd have probably beat France that weekend. So are we saying that Adam's predictions are becoming a new curse? Because you've been Ooh. rather you've been re- semi successful no, recently. No, I finished second last so. week. I finished Whoa. first a week before. Let's not. It's but done. you got you got two you got bonus points for your wildcard pick and still didn't win. That's no, 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 no. Nobody's taking win. bragging rights for last last preview show. Jesus Christ. So, sorry, sorry. Except for Dawson, I'll give him his dues yeah, there. Yeah, thanks, mate. I do, I'll, I'll dig that one out. But no, uh, no one other than Skin can take bragging rights from that last prediction show because that was a horror, horror show. Yeah. Not well, bragging I'm rights. Looking just... forward to seeing what that £10 will return for you this week, depending, oh. on, the, depending on what Adam picks. I'm going to go for stupid now just to be that guy. But anyway, let's move on to talking about the World Cup. Argentina against France due to take place on Sunday, but to get there, France had to get through Morocco, and we'll start by coming to you, Skin, to discuss Argentina against Croatia. Yeah, Argentina versus Croatia. Croatia, a team rugged, dogged, committed and disciplined. I think are very good words to describe their recent tournament form. They're a team that... Reached you say Argentina semi-final. versus Croatia? Yeah, for the semi-final on Tuesday. Okay. Um I'll say, uh, what was it, the final. They were runners-up four years ago in Russia. They got to the semi-finals this year and including those two tournaments up till today, they have not won a knockout tournament game in 90 minutes since 1998 where they finished third in France, led by the absolute legend that is Davos Souquet. So mm. that, that gives you an idea of just how dogged, rugged, committed and disciplined that they are oh. based on that stat alone. It's like that, how I've rolled that out nice and easy. So yeah, I think Croatia, you know, again, as they have been, they were well set up. They had the experience, some phenomenal players, and, and they looked like they were sort of in the game. It might be a bit of a tight one, but I think from when Messi scored that penalty in, in the top corner around half an hour-ish, and I might have yeah. got a time wrong. Game but, over. Yeah, it was pretty much game over from there, and the momentum was all Argentina. Messi and Alvarez up top were phenomenal. 
that seems to be they've sort of leaned towards a, a front three for for the last sort of couple of years or so. But I think the last couple of games they've played them two up top on their own and they, they've been sensational. So wonder what City's future, Man City's future will look like. Do they look to move in towards a front two with Alvarez and Haaland up top? We'll we'll see once we get stuck back into the domestic football next week. But yeah, it, it was all Argentina from that point. And Lionel Messi now has the chance to lift that trophy on Sunday then have that image forever etched in Solidify. football history. That's Goat. it. And, and yeah, I think that ultimately is, you know, the conversation has always been Messi or Ronaldo. And then you talk about your Pelés, your Maradona's Pelé, only player to have won three World Cups. So, but again, we're talking different generations. We've, you know, our generation have only ever seen highlights and clips because we were never alive in 86 when Maradona carried Argentina or back in the 70s when Pelé was such a, an integral part of that phenomenal Brazil team. So of our lifetime, it's always been Messi or Ronaldo, Messi or Ronaldo. And over the last couple of months, over the last year or so, it's started to sort of, Messi has, has started to get a couple, bit of a gap between the two of them. But there, there'll be absolutely no undeniable argument if, again, the, the last image that we see on the TV coverage is Messi lifting that World Cup trophy uh, around five o'clock Sunday afternoon, if it if it is one in 90 minutes or at least into the early evening. But yeah, um, Argentina were clear winners in the end. And yeah, it's it's Messi's chance now, but we'll get into that shortly. And Sam, you, um, go on. I've, I've noticed over the last couple of weeks, you, you say the word momentum very, very peculiar. Okay, how do I say it? You say it like it's got a dash in it. You say momentum. And I've never heard anyone say momentum before. And I quite like it, actually. It rolls off the tongue quite nice, but I've always thought it was momentum, not momentum. Just a, something I've noticed that you, you've okay. picked up. Well, any comments that anyone's got, just hit us up on social media, let us know, because that's <laughs> that's first time hearing of it. I never knew it was an issue, good or bad, but there we go. But yes, Adam, any thoughts from you, mate? You've been, as we say, a big advocate of, of Messi and what they've done in the tournament. They, they lost their first game against Saudi Arabia and it looked like it was going to be an absolute, well, duff of a, or dud, sorry, should I say, duff beer, dud of a tournament, but they turned it around and they've won every game from there. So what, what do you reckon, Aggie? Yeah, they didn't look great in the first game, did they? And then it's just proof that even if you lose your first game in a World Cup, you can still make it all the way to the final. And so, Don't panic. Exactly. And I think Messi's just been that sort of leader, hasn't he, that's kind of carried them through and he's proven his worth to that team. It's going to be sad for Argentina when he does go and what they're going to move on to next. I honestly think when you've just mentioned there between the, the greats of Messi and Ronaldo, I honestly feel like at this minute, I, I'd favour what Portugal have got without Ronaldo over what Argentina have got without Messi. Um, and I reckon I might get a bit of backlash from that, but I, that's my honest opinion. I think that Portugal I'll will be set. Fox at your door for that, mate. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think mainly because you look like Shrek, but <laughs> no, I, I quite agree. Wait, is that you? If you, <laughs> if you take both, take both Messi and Ronaldo out of them teams, I think Portugal has better a better squad than. Argentina, I'd probably yeah, agree with Yeah, I would that. say so, yeah. I don't think that's too outrageous to Maybe say. That, that bad to say then. But no, I, th- I think for Argentina, the fact that they're in the final, having lost that first game, shows just what sort of character they've got within the side to keep on pushing and fighting to get this far against a Croatia side that I said last week that primarily what they've got is experience within the side. They've not really got many, many youthful players that they can rely on. Like we've mentioned plenty of times, they've got there because of that experience. They're just a horrible team. They're a horrible, horrible team to play against, aren't they? They're just yeah. so big, gritty and in your face, and they've got that attitude about them. And they're just 
they're a horrible team. That like when they won that shootout against Holland, they're all running into Dutch face, you know, celebrate. They just they've got that horrible side to them that some to be fair need. To be fair to them, though, if you if you look back at it, when Netherlands players were walking back and Argentinian players were coming forward, they were like getting in the face and giving them shit. So I know in the, in just in that one picture, it looks bad, but I think it was it was fair to be honest. Yeah, no, I'm just saying they've got that they've got that horrible mentality the about buggers. them. And yeah, so sometimes you do need that to win a win a championship. So here we are. Fair enough. Sam, what's your thoughts on the game? Uh, not a lot, mate. You've pretty much covered it. We're, okay. I, w- I watched it up until the penalty, as soon as the penalty went in, and I thought that would be pr- pretty much game over, and I kept checking in every now and again, but now, um, <clears throat> Argentina's too strong. Croatia just set in there, as Dawson mentioned about the extra time stat. they just purely designed just to soak up as much pressure as they can, and then grind a win out by hook or by crook, whether it be extra time or penalties, and Argentina just weren't having it. They were just steamrolled them, and, and, and yeah, I think they uh, just had far too much firepower for them. Fair enough. Speaking of far too much firepower, we're going to move on to one that people expected to be a bit of a rollover and may have not been mm. quite as clear out winners for France as a lot of people uh, predicted prior to the game. France against Morocco then in the uh, the second semi-final. France walking out 2-0 winners. Sam, I'll come to you for your opinion on this one first. Yes. Um, I, like I think pretty much everyone else, thought this was a, fo- a foregone conclusion. Start that again. A, full, a foregone conclusion, <laughs> and uh, it wasn't really, was it? Uh, Morocco, I'd probably say, was the better side really on the full ninety minutes, and that's um, Amrabat in the uh, in the middle. He's, I think, he's absolutely outstanding. I think Atletico Madrid are coming in and offering. Can you imagine him and Depaul in the middle? Just pure, it's a, it's just that a pure, pure Simeone tactic. Simeone, isn't it? just two horrible bastards sat there in midfield and just just. Kicking lumps out here, uh, but no, I thought they were really good. Actually, I thought Morocco were really good. I know they lost two nil, and it seems pretty cut and dry on the scoreline. But the uh, they definitely had the fair share of chances. They hit the post with that quality effort in first half. I don't know how they didn't get a penalty, and they got booked for it. On uh, was it uh, Teo Hernandez again? Yeah, <laughs> Teo Hernandez again. So it could have been two penalties in a row that he'd give away, um, and somehow. The uh, the Moroccan got booked when it were for me it were a stonewall penalty. I don't know what happened there, what referee were doing, but it just goes in the theme of France France games and, and poor refereeing. Yeah, fair enough. Skin. Yeah, France got that early goal through the aforementioned Teo Hernandez. There five minutes in, you get scoring a goal after five minutes in a World Cup semi final is always going to do you well. You can change your tactics and. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know, you look at England in the Euros final against Italy last year, got that early goal and didn't attack, but ultimately it paid off for France with that strong squad they've got. They're now in back-to-back finals. So, yeah, fair play to Morocco, first African side to ever get to a semi-final. Their, their journey has been absolutely brilliant. We've spoken about them already and the legacy of their manager with the short amount of time that he's been in that role. So, yeah, but can't fault them, but like Sam said, that, that scoreboard makes it look like a pretty cut-and-dry, comfortable win, but Certainly wasn't the case, but again, that's that's full credit to to uh, Morocco and what they've done. They knocked out Spain, they knocked out Portugal, and they gave France a pretty hard time in the semi-final as well. So beat Belgium, disappoint- yeah, beat Belgium as well, of course. And yeah, look, they're going to be disappointed this morning. Of of course they are because they got that close, but long term, big picture, they they're going to be proud of what they achieved. So yeah, fair play to them. Got to, because I think that was the first loss in this tournament as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it so- was. 
to go all the way through that, considering who they had in their group as well, is outstanding. So a lot of credit to them. So yeah, looking brilliant. at the final between, uh, in fact, we'll go for the third place playoff. We'll build up a little bit more for the final. Morocco oh, against Croatia. Head game. What's the prediction? So My... is there is there a bigger correlation between dead game and biggest tournament in the world as the third place playoff? In this the could world have been the final, mate. This shocking, should have been the final. Yeah, shocking. Absolutely shocking. It third place playoff game for me shouldn't exist. I don't know yeah. who it's for. I, I, I think it is for that. You know, let's look at the lineup: Croatia versus Morocco, especially Morocco as well. Like that opportunity to go out on on a high. You look at other lineups. Two thousand and two was what Turkey against South Korea. Uh, Croatia got third place back in '98 uh, when they uh, finished third in France. So it, I, I think for this sort of, I don't want to say smaller countries, but you know, you get my point. Those outside yeah, of the of top teams, the pre-tournament favourites, I, I think it is a bit more of an occasion for them. But it, you look at four years ago, England versus Belgium. Why? Like, what was the point? England may as well have not turned up for that game. Um, but yeah, I think one of the best third place playoffs that there has been was that Turkey versus South Korea game. So I think in terms of on on the field quality, I, I think there is a possibility or the potential for a good game because of the the two teams that are there. The Croatia are now sort of at the point of they're they're heading into a new generation, so they'll want to go out on a high. And Morocco naturally will want to go out as as the third place um, third place team in the tournament. So it, I think it's a great opportunity for a good game. But I just think that. The, the occasion as a whole is a little bit like you don't really care. Like we didn't just, care four years ago. No, but just like this season, this World Cup of all World Cups, smack bang in the middle of a season. It's a game yeah. that doesn't need to be played. Luka Modric is what, 35, 36? He's going back to Madrid now. He's going to need to put... Six a... foot five, six foot six, <laughs> but that ton of bricks. Metasaka, Metasaka. No, he's going back to Madrid, isn't he? He's got a Champions League campaign to... Cracker, he's got a La Liga title to play for. He's surely not going to. I, I don't even think he'd probably start, does he? Re- really? I, I certainly, if I were the Madrid manager, I wouldn't be. I'd, be, I'd begin the uh, Croatia manager, you know, a little nudge saying, Does he have to play? You know, can he look at future and maybe start playing some of your youth in this game? Because yeah, I, I, I'm, it's that sort of game where it means nothing, it's, especially to a, a person like Modric and who's been there and won, you know, everything. He's even won a Ballon d'Or for God's sake. Yeah. Does this third place playoff game mean a great deal to him and them sort of players? Who would, he, realistically, you, you you ask him, he'll probably say he's there to win it all. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, definitely. So this third place, I, I'm personally dead against it. I, I think it's an absolute waste. I get what you're saying. Yeah, for, the, for a team like Morocco, maybe, but all them players, uh, Hakimi obviously is playing for Morocco. All these Ziyech, they're all playing for top clubs, and I just don't think. I don't think the, the managers, certainly them, t- them top clubs, will be wanting them them stars to play in these games. There we go then. Can I get a score prediction from you, Sam? For the third place game? Fucking hell. Uh... <laughs> I feel like I asked the question, so I feel like I've got to stand by yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. It's fair, but honestly, pluck it from wherever you want. I'm going to say... Asshole. I'm going to say 1-0 Morocco. Why not? Right, Skin? Um... Two teams that, that, again, Croatia, like Sam said, soak up the pressure and take it to extra time. Morocco aren't conceding goals. I will go 1-1 and a Morocco win on penalties. I love how you just said um, 
the teams involved, it looks like it could be a good game. And then you say Morocco don't want to see goals in Croatia <laughs> play for extra time. <laughs> so that's fucking brilliant. That I know, completely contradicted myself. But depending <laughs> on the result, I'll just take that clip and post that online to make yeah, it sound like not? I knew what I was talking about. Why not? What what result you went for? One uh, one and Morocco on penalties. Nice. I Aggie, what what about you? Did they do? Did they do extra time in this game? Yeah, Surely not. Thought, yeah, so. just extra time and penalties. I never really see it go to extra time. They do in third That'd place. That'd be crazy off. if they do extra time in these games. Crazy. Um, I'm going to go with two-one to Morocco again. Oh, Morocco all round. Yeah, um, yeah, Morocco, Morocco to beat Croatia by two goals to one. So let's look at the final then, the one that has let's a go. lot of interest um, we go. already. This is it. Argentina against France. Uh, Skin, I'll start with you on this one. Messi versus Mbappe. The World Cup holders against the legacy cementers, potentially. It's it's going to be a big game. The World Cup is the, the most watched sport occasion every single time it's on. It does incredible viewing figures across the world. And, and it's going to be a great occasion. It's France's opportunity to become the first team since the late 50s slash early, uh, early 60s, I believe, to go back-to-back as World Cup winners. And it's Argentina's chance to absolutely, as I said, there cement the legacy of their possibly behind or, or alongside Maradona, their, their greatest player of all time. So Messi has had a very complicated relationship with his national team. He, he grew up playing for Barcelona in their academy and, and has had all the success in the world with that club as well. Argentina have not That's had the success. Spain, yeah, Argentina haven't had the success that they would hope with a player like Messi in their team and have the backlash towards Messi personally because of that has been, again, as I mentioned, they're very complicated at times. So the the relationship has got back on track over the last couple of years, especially with the recent Copa America win and, and they're back fully on the same side of the field. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a massive game. I, I really can't predict it. I pre-tournament, I picked France to beat Argentina in the final, but, I, I really can't call it. I really can't, but I suppose that's the point of World Cup final. It's going to be hard to call it nine times out of ten, but it should be a great game, a great spectacle, and and ultimately everything that you would want for for an occasion that is the World Cup final. Okay, uh, Sam. Yeah, I mean it's everything you said, isn't it? It's uh, Messi versus Mbappe. I um. I think Argentina are going to have a bit too much for France, personally. I think defensively, I think Argentina have looked pretty good so far. I don't think there's been many games where they've you know, been flapping that much. Yeah. They haven't looked great going forward in, in <clears throat> some games, excuse me, but they've uh, they've just looked solid like at the back. And I think, I think they're going to have a bit too much for France here. But France haven't looked good defensively for me. I've been really surprised. Over the last few games, especially you know England and Morocco games, Morocco especially really England we we all know we had some good you know cracking attacking quality that could hit any team on the, on the day, but yeah. Morocco really got at them, really got at them, and they were I don't know how they didn't score to be honest they should have had a penalty they bit post and France have definitely there to be got at and I think Argentina will pick them apart and I'll give you my score prediction right now. Oh, it's it, committing. It, I'm committing because. This was my, as well as it was Dawson's, this was our pre-tournament tip for the for the final. We both called France-Argentina final. Yeah, as did Mudge. As did Mudge, yep, shout out our boy Mudge. And I also predicted 
on the um, on the score, I predict it to be two nil Argentina, and I am not going to budge. Oh, well, you sticking? I'm sticking, mate. I'm, I've I've seen enough to uh, to back myself up there defensively. Like I say, Argentina, I think they're quite good. France defensively, I haven't looked good, and I just think it could be two two clinical finishers, possibly from the goat, the goat in waiting, however you want to call him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I think Argentina are going to do them. I'll uh, I'll just quickly give you my score prediction then, seeing as you've given yours. And again, pre-tournament, France over Argentina. I didn't have a score in mind, but that's what I went with. And I am going to budge. I'm going to do it. Ooh. I'm going to commit to jumping away from my pre-tournament prediction. And I'm going to go 1-1 after 90 minutes. And Argentina win 4-2 on penalties. Ooh. And again, that closing image on whatever TV coverage you're watching across the world is Lionel Messi holding up the Jules Remy trophy and cementing his legacy as the greatest football player of ours or any other lifetime. Aggie, yeah. what are you going for? I think you love a penalty shootout. Um, it does, Danny. <laughs> Everything's oh, a draw and someone's going to win on done? penalties. As long as we're not in it, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's no, it. That's don't matter to me then. Um, I started by going for Brazil to beat France. Uh, sorry, France to beat Brazil in the final. Then France got loads of injuries, so I went for Brazil to beat France. You're um, not budging from that either. No, I'm sticking <laughs> by Brazil winning. Um, no, I'm I'm going to go with Argentina. Uh, similar to what you both have said, that the, they've just got too much firepower against France, and I think it's written that it's going to be Messi. He, he lifts the trophy, wins the the big one for Argentina, <clears> and then he retires from international football. And I think he got can finish got on to. top there, can't he? He's got a great opportunity. And France, I, I think, in comparison to Argentina, especially when we played France, they didn't look like anything special. We we took the game to them. They didn't look like a side that was going to be worthy champions. They got the win and they managed to slug it out. And I think that's all you can probably say for them. Against Morocco, Morocco took the game to them and, and they struggled a little bit there. I think Argentina, since that defeat, have just had so much behind them and momentum behind them to be able to push forward. And I think against France, they're just going to be too strong for them. I've got a 1-0 win for Argentina, but it really wouldn't surprise me if there were another couple of goals in Argentina's favour there. Like you say, France are poor defensively. Lloris has got a, a at least got a mistake in him, in him. As Kemp would say, got yeah. one in him. <laughs> He's got a mistake waiting for him. So I'm, I'm going to go with Argentina to beat France. And if you're going to make me put a score, I'm going to put 1-0. We are going to make you, mate. Always. Well, and we, none of us have even mentioned the... Um... The, the fan support you know yeah. what that yeah. atmosphere is going to be like in that fight it's going to be about probably 80% Argentinian it's going to be like a South American game yeah. um, and I think they're going to bring the noise it's going to be an unbelievable atmosphere I think I can't wait for the national anthem yeah yeah. let's have it Sunday 3pm whatever TV coverage you want to watch across the world I'll be BBC one for, for the great guy Mowbray but whether you get Sam Matterface on ITV whether you get Peter Jory if you're watching over in the US or any other part of the world then it should be a classic, but yeah, I think a lot of people want Messi to lift it because if anyone deserves to, I think you'd be hard to argue against it being him. So yeah, let's have it. I have to agree with that. Let's move on to the locks of the week then. And we the uh, wild card have predictions. Have you done the draw? Um, I have done the draw. I haven't done the I haven't done I haven't. Now, normally what I do what I do is just pick somebody. But um, moving forward, when there's more than three of us, I'll, I'll do a draw so it's fair. But on this yeah, occasion, Skin, as you won last week, uh, you're going to go last because I think that works okay. best in like the sort of draft format. So, uh, okay. Sam, we're going to start with you uh, this week. You can go first with your team, uh, lock team of the week. 
Thank you very much. I just think going forward as well, it makes sense just doing a snake draft, doesn't it? So whoever gets the first pick gets the last pick on have it then. the next lot. So, uh, yeah, so uh, who am I going with? I think I am going to go with Sheffield Wednesday, who are nice. currently third in the League One. They're at home to Oxford. I'm going for Chef Wednesday. Oxford are 16th currently, and I'm going to go for Chef Wednesday. Chef Wednesday unbeaten in the last five, and they've actually won the last three, and Oxford only won one in the last five. So, yeah, I'm going to go for Chef Wednesday at home to see out Oxford. Nice. nice. I'm going to go with um, a very safe bet here, and I think I've been with these a couple of times. Um, I'm going to go with Sheffield United to be Wigan. Yeah. Oh, Sheffield United second in the championship. Uh, Wigan third bottom. I think... Sheffield United are going to be just too good for them. And I think they've even got a lead over third place at the moment. That league's between Burnley and Sheffield United at the moment. Um, away, aren't they? I yeah. I think it's Monday night. Away, Monday night, 8 o'clock. Um, so don't I've got like Sheff- away games, do we? No, you don't. Uh, I, can't, I can't back them. Make me Never do. feel uneasy. Yeah. Never do. Yeah. So there we go. I'm going Sheffield United to beat Wigan as my, uh, my luck of the week skin. Fair enough. Well, I'm not going to go for Sheffield FC to, uh, complete, <laughs> to complete the, the Sheffield treble. Trifecta. Um, that's the one that I was thinking of trifecta, but I bottled on saying it, so I'm glad you did. But uh, mainly because the league they play doesn't fall within our remit. Um, so who I am going to go for is the team that is currently top of. Can I get a two. remit? Remit <laughs> <laughs> top of League Two, and that is Leighton Orient at home to Sutton United. Leighton Orient like won the last last three games. Uh, Sutton on in the worst of forms. If They've uh, won two and drawn one of the uh, drawn one sorry of their last four games. So by no means in the in the worst of form. But I think Leighton Orient where they are in the table. Like I said, they've got forty eight points from twenty games. They've got twenty five points out of the possible thirty for their home games. Sutton United are towards the bottom in the away league. And in terms of form, Leighton Orient last five league games scored eight, conceded three. Uh, 12 points and Sutton United again seven points from five. So not horrendous, but they've only scored three. So I think Leighton Orient are a solid pick for luck of the week. And I'm going to go for them in my last man standing as well, of which I am one of the final three entrants. So Ooh, nice. if they, if they get a win, that'll uh, make me very, very happy. So yeah, they're my luck of the week this week. Nice one. I got them as my backup, so I 100% agree with that one. Um, Skin then, we'll stay with you for the player. For, for the player, mate, yeah. So my scorer of the week, I thought... Do I go for the World Cup final? Do I back an Mbappe or Giroud? Do I back a Messi or, you know, go for the, the fancy pick? But the aim of the game is to try and get as many right. And, and I'm not as confident in those uh, as I am for the person that I've picked. And that person is Danny Johnson of Walsall. I'm not going to pretend that I'm an absolute knowledge machine <laughs> in terms of, you know, what Walsall do. But again, they're a team in good form, very good form. In fact, they've won, what, seven out of the last... Uh, six out of the last seven games, sorry. They're, they're flying at home. They've won the last four at home as well. Um, and Danny, uh, I can't remember his last name. That's how much knowledge I've got. Danny Johnson currently sits on 11 goals for Warsaw this season. He scored two in his last three after a little bit of slow form. Um, so it looks like uh, a rejuvenation in his form is is parallel to Warsaw's climb up the table as well. So I think a Warsaw win and a, a goal or two from Danny Johnson should, should call, uh, secure me a point. Uh, in Monday's pre- review show. So, yeah, I'll go with him for my score of the week. Thank you. I've gone down into the National League for this. Um, oh or a National League Start side. This week, is it? But it's the Deep FA dive. Trophy fixture. Oh, um, oh dear. Trophy. I don't like Ooh. that. I no? don't like that. Do, do, Mr. Skin. Tell me now and I'm I'll not, switch it I'm to not, the other I'm, one if you want. 
I'm not a fan of it. No, uh, and I think I think we've got to have some kind of structure, haven't we? I think we've got to have top, you know, four Premier leagues. League to National League, and then World Cup into it. What we've what we've been going with, okay, yeah, and, may, and maybe a two domestic cups potentially. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I'll stay away just, from just call from it just so you can say I told you so. I'd gone for Macaulay Langstaff for Notch oh, County. Okay, fair oh, him, yeah. Um, no, you can't have him. Instead, <laughs> then I'm going to go with. My, my backup, which is Messi against France. Oh, he's great, okay. Messi. Like it, like it, like it. Um, in the World Cup final, I I was considering whether to go for him or for Langstaff. Oh and shit! I, think... I don't think you, I don't think you can, mate. Why? Why? Because uh, after this segment, I was going to read Mudge's out, and he's backed him. Mudge, Mudge put his in. Mudge put his in a long time ago. To be fair, right? I need a plan C then. Um, <laughs> let, 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 go, go to Sam. Go to Sam. It's scramble. Fuck that. Scramble. I'll, go, I'll, I'll jump in. Adam's scrambling here. Um, so who we going for? Goal scorer. So I've gone for my boy James Collins of Derby to score Ooh, against Forest Green. Reason being, I was quite annoyed last week because I picked Ollie McBurney yep. to score Sheffield United. Didn't really realise he was still coming back from injury. He only come on, played a bit part, and that was it. Yep. Didn't play a lot at all. The annoying thing is, I always do a wild card, and I'll have a backup. I'll have a lock, and I'll have a backup, and I'll have a scorer, and I'll have a backup. James Collins was my backup, and I was so close to saying him ahead of McBurney, and guess what? He fucking scored as well. So not Killer. only should I have backed him, I know that's pretty much it, I should have backed him. So, um, yeah, I'm backing him this week. I'm doubling down on him. James Collins to score at home for Derby against Forest Green. The vegan bastards. <laughs> okay. Welcome to any of our new listeners that may be vegan. Um, <laughs> we're entitled to your opinion, but we do prefer meat. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Um, Aggie, I... Aggie, you can have fucking messages. Nah, it's not. I'm no, not I've, one. I'm not I've got one. I've got one. It's fine. It's fine. It, I don't want to get in the way if Mudge has already chosen him I didn't see that but I'm going to go with Josh Sargent the second top goal scorer in the championship say yes sir <laughs> I'm going to go with my him. eardrums man <laughs> um, and having just checked the fixture I'm now less confident in that but I've gone for him I'm going to back him Norwich against Blackburn fourth against third in the championship and he's the second top goal scorer in the championship Mate, uh, so that's, that's not saying much have you seen the state of the uh Top scorer leaderboard for the championship. Going Sheffield United, Cam in it. Top leader, it's, it? mate, it's yeah, there's a group of them. There's like yeah, there's a, eight there's of ten them. players. Ten. Yeah, there's ten players on nine goals, and then like three on eight, and then like three on seven. Loads on six. No five. one's running away with it. No, absolutely not. So, there's yeah, no uh, there's no there's no Mitrovic this year. No, no Mitrovic scoring about sixty-seven goals. Um, so yeah, fair enough, Aggie. I, I mean, I personally would have given you a Messi in that. Nah, I'm it. No, you can scramble with you little bit. Yeah, but if it's budget here, he's not here, is he? But it is what it is anyway. No, it's true, but I'm just about to blast through his now after I've finger blasted you. So Mudger's lock Just before you do, do we want to go through wildcard first? Oh, yes, of course, yeah. Yeah, we'll do wildcard first and then I'll um, I'll announce it. We'll go for it. Good shout. We'll start with you then on the wildcard. Yep, so my wildcard... I have gone for Wickham Wanderers ninth placed to beat first placed Ipswich at Ooh. home. Ipswich have won one in four. Wickham have only lost once in the last five. Ooh. And I'm back in Wickham at home to beat the league leaders Ipswich for the year uh, for the wild card. That's two out of the last three weeks, isn't it? I you had Fleetwood a couple of weeks ago to to beat Ipswich. So 
despite them being Maybe top of the table, you were them fancying them. Didn't come in though, did it? No, no they right. got a point. They drew, yeah. But, uh... yeah. Um, I've gone into... Uh, well, originally, I'd, I was going for uh, Morocco to beat Croatia, but considering the fact that all three of us have kind of backed Morocco in the predictions, I'm not sure if that's really going to go down as a wild card anymore, is it? Well, that's what uh, much too got. much of a dead game. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Right, okay. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, I'm going to go on to the next one then. Uh, Forest Green to beat Derby. Is oh, what I'm going for. oh, is go it? On, go on, Sam, have at him. Fucking hell, bastard you are. Why? <laughs> Give me some stats. Come on, why? Honestly, mate, the reason why is because I can't find a running back to score against the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> I've gone this way instead. Yeah, Rams. Rams, aren't they? That's that's next segment. There we go. Uh, now I'm going to go with Forest Green, 21st place in um, League One against Derby, who are currently um, in seventh place. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, unbeaten in the last five Derby are, but you know what I mean. To be fair, they have won one in the last five. <laughs> they've drawn four, won one, but Forest Green, looking at them, they've won not one in three. So yeah, I'm part anti Derby. To be honest, I think we should beat them quite com- comfortably, which well, uh, only pause. More confidence into your prediction, I guess. I mean, so. Forest Green have won. They won against Cheltenham last Saturday. Cambridge the week before. Um, drew with Cheltenham before that. They're unbeaten in the last five. Mm, that's not the same Forest Green I'm looking at. Yeah, last five. You're looking at cup games. I'm looking at league games. Okay, so they won the last two league games back to back. Is we're still it? talking about Forest Green? Yep. Beat Cheltenham one 0 Beat Cambridge two one just before that. So. I'm standing by it. I'm going to go Forest Green to beat Derby. They've won more in the last five than uh, than Derby. I've even looking at league fixtures. So I'm going to go with that. Um, skin? Uh, for my wildcard this week, I'm going to League One and I am going for Shrewsbury to beat Peterborough. Uh, Peterborough at home and currently in the playoffs, but they are in shocking form. They have lost six out of their last seven games. Shrewsbury have won their last three games, so find a little bit of form after... They were struggling momentum. for a little bit themselves. Yeah, that's it. Momentum. Just say it just for Santa Clock how I say it. So, yeah, <laughs> looking at the stats, I'm, I'm surprised to see Shrewsbury at 3-1, to one, but I think that's just league placings and the fact that Peterborough at home. But, yeah, I think getting 3-1 to one, three to one for a team that have won their last three in a row to beat a team that have lost six out of the last seven, you've got you've to take that. So, yeah, that's my pick for my wild card this week. Nice one. Sam, I'll let you go through Mudgers now. OK, so... With Mudgers, he has gone for his lock of the week being Argentina. He's gone for wildcard being Morocco and the goal scorer, Messi. So he's gone a complete World Cup affair here. I think um, I think our boy is going to struggle once the World Cup's done. Once he's got to get into the slums of League One and League Two. For his <laughs> no, mate. He will, he will go Premier, Premier League no matter what. He is from London. He has no idea what's going on outside <laughs> London in football. So he will purely stick to, uh, to Premier League football no matter what. Top scorer, goal scorer, Haaland every single week. (laughs) Every single week without fail to win Man City. What's thoughts on uh, after our discussion, Argentina being his lock? It's, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, bold. Yeah, he's doubling down on his pre-tournament prediction of Argentina beating France. So that's that's his reasoning behind it. But look, fair play to him. Sam, are you going to be including that in your locks of the week or are you going to be going for your six-fold? This well, this is it. You see, so I'm just pricing it up now as we speak, and I'm looking on one of my betting apps. I won't name which one until they give us a sponsorship. Like um, as a fourfold, as of right now, the um, it's coming in at seventeen point six two to one for locks. Okay. That's unheard of. Yeah. Normally, it, you're looking at about six to one, but yeah. 
our entire locks, like normally eight locks, four plus four NFL locks, and it's already given me 17 and a half to one. So that's just with purely Chef United to win, Chef Wednesday to win, Leighton Orient to win, and Argentina 17.6 to one. Are you going Argentina to win in 90 minutes or are you going to bottle it and just have them slip trophy? I think that's the bet, isn't it? I think... I don't think I'm going to miss out too much if I just put Argentina to lift the trophy. I think that'll probably be the better option. Fair enough. Uh, We'll be back in just a few moments' time when we start to look forward to the dark. Welcome back to episode 13 of Loaded Sport, where we now turn our attention to the World Darts Championship at the Alley Alley. Let's have it. Alley Pally, we're back. Sorry, I go on, mate. No, mate, I was about to pass it over to you, so there you go. You take it away. I'm going straight off the back of that, am I? Yeah. Okay, let's have it. So, yes, the return of the World Darts Championship at Alexandra Palace in London. It's uh, It's been a, a tournament and a sport that I loved for many years in my teenage years and, and 20s. And then COVID arrived in 2020 and darts started to be played in empty arenas or empty buildings or whatever you want to call it. And quite honestly, it, it, it wasn't the same. You know, darts and the atmosphere makes the tournaments, makes the games, makes the moments. And not having that had a big effect a big effect on my fandom of the sport um, that was reignited slightly when I went to the Premier League darts in May um, was a really good evening again good atmosphere uh, good night of action and I, I've not watched um, anywhere near what I used to it used to be a case of every tournament that was on the telly I was watching and every game I was watching but hopefully get some uh, time stuck into this world championships uh, and really get stuck back in your pre-tournament favourites, as you would expect, really, you've got Michael Van Gerwen as the favourite, Gerwen Price, who's in fantastic form at the moment, a second favourite. And then my pick is the joint second favourite, Michael Smith. Uh, Michael Smith is a phenomenal uh, talent. He, he's done very well over the years in terms of how far he's got into tournaments. He, he, he burst onto the scene when he was much younger and he looked like a future world champion. Um, but his his legacy at the minute is is sort of, what he's known as at the minute is is that person that gets far but never gets over the line. But last month he won his first PDC major title. He won the Grand Slam of Darts, uh, and that is now seen as he's finally got that that got weight off his shoulders. Yeah, he's got a taste for it. He's finally got that that sort of mantra that that name off his back now of being the the bottle job of of darts out of that sort of top tier of players. So. He's my pick to to go on and win. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting stuck into this tournament. The fans are back. The energy's back. So I'm hoping to see a really good tournament. But it, it's open. There's a lot of young players who are starting to come in form. You look at players like Luke Humphreys, who's only 14 to 1. Josh Brock, 16 to 1. You know, players that have sort of come from sort of mm-hmm. looking like journeymen that are, and are <laughs> journeymen that have, have really hit form over the last 12 to 18 months. So Johnny Clayton, those kind of players, you've obviously got your big names uh, that I haven't mentioned, your Peter Wright, those kind of players that are Snake always bite. there or thereabouts. That's it, snake bite. Um, but yeah, my pick for this tournament, Aggie, is uh, I'm going to I'm gonna put my name to Michael Smith. Like I said, he, he got, he, he broke the duck by winning the Grand Slam of Darts last month. So 
I'm confident that now's his time and he's going to be known as uh, Michael Smith, Darts World Champion. But have you got any thoughts on it, Aggie? Or No, not really. I mean, there's not too much. I've been really keeping up with darts. So to the extent that what you've just gone through, I probably won't be able to discuss the same. Um, Fair enough, mate. I know earlier you were mentioning, like, was Phil Taylor still sort of on top form or anything like that? Yeah. But he retired <laughs> a know. number of years ago, mate. <laughs> I, I, mate I used to enjoy watching the uh, the Taylor Barnabell uh, battles. So yeah, that's where you. I, I don't even know. I don't even know why we're talking about the PDC and and the energy and the atmosphere with Aggie. He's more of a BDO man. Um, yeah. For those of you that are listening that are a BDO fan, you know, BBC coverage, absolutely Deadwood. dead crowds. Yeah, Deadwood, golf claps for, for a fucking nine data uh, and stuff like that. So I think that's more Aggie scene. So when the World Championship comes around next year, I'm sure he'll have a, a feature length. Um, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that feature length. He's going to stand there, his feature length, like, knocking one out <laughs> over fucking BDO. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's more Aggie's field. But yeah, I'm, I'm putting my name. I'll, I'll put I'll, I'll commit to putting the loaded sport name on Michael Smith lift, lifting the trophy. Uh, New Year's Day. Nice, nice. Sam. You see, you seem to be getting a bit involved with this. What are your thoughts? Ed no, into, zero. Right? Absolutely no. zero. That you, he's he's to... part of. He's part of. I'm, I'm hype man, mate. He's part of the army, isn't he? He's all <laughs> over Raymond van Barneveld. I'm, I'm hype man. I'll just I'll just chip in here and there, but I. I, I Darts in for me. I, I don't particularly mind watching it, to be honest. But I uh, couldn't know the uh, the chess pieces involved. <laughs> we'll be discussing chess. The chess pieces involved. Fucking hell! I might sign off now. Uh, no, I tell you what, you don't get that love level of punditry on your talk sports and your Sky Sports. <laughs> so you can only get that kind of stuff on loaded sports. So don't go anywhere. Like I said, follow us on. And all the uh, the places that I mentioned earlier, this is the level of punditry and analysis that you're going to get as cutting edge on our podcasting journey. Yeah, that's absolutely it. But uh, yeah, Aggie, I appreciate you you giving me five minutes or so to talk about the Darts World Championship. Like I said, not as much passion for the sport as I used to, but I'm hoping that this tournament will really reignite, relight my fire, as take that once said. Relight um, my fire. Beautiful harmonies, but I think it's time to get stuck into week 15 of the NFL, isn't it? Welcome back to episode 13 of Loaded Sport. I don't know why every time you're trying to do that, it sounds more and more like Flight of the Valkyries. With the number one pick of the ugly draft, Adam Marson has select. No mudge, but I'm still getting the grief. What's going on? He's got Shrek and he's got ugly draft. Fucking my goodness. Poor guy. Horrible bastard. Right, let's move on. Um, Let's go. Thursday night football so far this season has thrown up a lot of games that leave a lot to be desired. Have been very poor decisions, but at the time, want the money back, don't they? Yeah, I'm sure they will do as well. To be fair, looking at tonight's game or at the time of recording, what is tonight's game? The Seahawks against the San Francisco 49ers. I've been that guy that thought it was going to be quite an interesting game and booked the next day off work. I'm still going to stay up and watch it as a Seahawks fan, but. I think I have lost a lot of uh, expectation in this game, despite the fact that Purdy is now going to be starting there on the third quarterback. 
He played very, very well Brooke. against the Bucks last week. I think we're hey. still going to get beaten. I'm not sure if you guys would uh, would echo that. I think Sam definitely will echo that, actually, considering the, the fact that I know you're going to bring this up at some point, so I may as well do it for you. Well, when uh, well. Jimmy G went down injured, I made the comment that I felt that the Seahawks was then the favourites for the NFC West. To do that, we've got to win games like this, and looking at our remaining schedule, it's not looking good for us anyway. But your comment was that you felt that Sam Fran have really kind of got used to different quarterbacks along those lines, wasn't it? Exactly that, mate. Exactly that. You and Mudge had a lovely little discussion, as you do, saying, uh, yeah, I think uh, now that Garoppolo's gone down, I think it's a foregone conclusion. I think Seattle are going to win it. And it was me that said, hold your fucking horses, boys. The Niners are used to playing without QB1. They'll win. I've already used this term once tonight. By hook or by crook. They've got great defence, good good offensive line, and they always find a way to win in December when it matters. And look what's happening. Your boys have fell out of the playoffs. And it's theirs to lose. Yep. Yeah, it was a game that we probably should have won as well against the Panthers on paper, should I say. But, Skin, you've got them down as your wild card, so fair enough. Great I think call. there was always that sort of expectation that we would start to crumble ever so slightly. So, yeah, that, that's the uh, the Thursday night game. Moving on to... What's, uh, what's your prediction, Aggie? Oh, I, I don't like making can we, predictions. Can we do predictions? On... I, I think we're going to lose. That's it. I'm not going to do any score predictions. I don't like to do any sort of like backing of my own team or anything, so I try and avoid this. But if you think you're going to lose, you're not going to be backing them. No, yeah. like any so, get, uh, the team that involves, a, a uh, game that involves uh, the team that I support is what I mean. I don't bet on England, I don't bet on Chesterfield, I don't bet on the Seahawks. Okay, well just uh, like you say, we, we are in the UK, so Aggie has got a nice 1.15am kickoff uh, to stay up for. He, he has had a nice little nap before we started recording this to get ready, but Seattle Seahawks, mate, despite the, the, the great start to the season they had, have lost three out of the last four games. San Francisco in the last uh, have won their last five. The last two games, they've played Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Miami Dolphins, two very strong teams in the NFL, and they've won those two games by a combined gap of 44 points. Uh, the game before that, they shut out the New Orleans Saints. The game before that, they beat the Arizona Cardinals by 28 points, so... You're playing them at the wrong time, baby. So you might be in for a very rough night staying up till about four in the morning watching that. But I think San Fran, I'm really going to push Boat out and say they win by at least 21. So wow. 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 20 yeah. by 21? At least 21. Who mother? Mate, no, they beat, they've beat the Bucks and Miami by 44 points combined their last two games. And mm. Arizona, they beat by 28. They shut out New Orleans. I know we aren't the best offensive team, so I'm I'm really going out. San Fran uh, are in the form of, of their season so far. I changed my pick mid-season for them to them representing the NFC in the uh, in the Super Bowl. I'm going to stick to that despite Brock Purdy coming in, who I said a couple of weeks ago was the the locker room was behind and, and he showed that so far. So yeah, San Francisco by at least 21 points. To be tonight. fair, when, we'll play when I when I when I say the word questionable, I am of course referring to Mr. Purdy. He has been questionable for the last okay. few days. It, it looks like he will be playing, but he is not going to be 100%. Who's the uh, backup these days? Pass. Pass. Purdy? I think, <laughs> you, you th- I think you're going into a deep dive there. I think he's probably a punter or something like that. Um, <laughs> Might now, be CMC. He's, he's had a passing Could be. Standards. Could be. Loves a little play about with the balls, doesn't he? Oh! <laughs> no, I'm, I am going to go with the 49ers, despite him being questionable, Purdy. Um, I don't think it's going to be by the margin you think, and I think it will be a pretty competitive game. I think DK's Josh, going to get... 
Josh Johnson is the uh, backup quarterback Josh for Johnson, Jesus Christ. You're digging deep there, aren't you? No, I think Niners all win. I think they've got enough with the running backs and I think Purdy, if you just ask him to be a game manager, I think they will have enough. But I don't think it's going to be right to anyone. I think it'll one score, I'm going to say. A one score game. Fair enough. Well, Aggie's a little pussy and won't put his name to a score. So You're let's right. move on to I'm fine uh, with that. Sam's discussion point. It's not really so much a discussion point. It's just, I was just thinking, my boys, Packers, we, um, we're playing Monday night, of course, against the Rams. Now, if I'm telling you pre-season, we've got Packers-Rams, Monday night football, what are you thinking? Playoff implications, baby. Playoff, Playoff implications. We're on, what, week week 15? It's, it's at Lambeau. It's going to be cold. It's just a classic pre-playoff kind of game. And just yeah. look at the state of both teams. It, it's, <laughs> it's an bad, absolute... It's, 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 it, it should be an NFC Championship preview, should. shouldn't it? That, yeah. that's, that's the headline. Yeah. But... The calibre of teams should well be. Defending champions against the Packers, who should be looking to bounce back from last year's early playoff exit, and it just hasn't happened for them at all. Packers at 5-8, and eight, Rams at even worse, 4-9. and nine. We are still in the hunt, and you know what? Um, I think we could get, get a late push to making a backdoor entrance for playoffs. I kind of believe that, if I'm being not completely honest with you. I think we've hit a, a couple of players of it some very good form at right time. I'm looking at Christian Watson. He's been the guy that we've needed him to be. That we needed that After Devontae left, we needed that rookie receiver that's going to step up and get them touchdowns. I think he's on nine touchdowns and he's a rookie. Yeah. Unbelievable, that is. And he didn't, he didn't score a touchdown for like first five or six weeks. If you remember yeah. week one, he had that drop. First play, first play of the season. And um, who was it against? Against Vikings. Then we ended up getting blown out. Oh. Uh, but yes, I, I, it's just, it's just disappointing, really, when you think of a, of a fixture like that, Packers Rams, and it's just got absolutely no playoff implications whatsoever under the lights. I just think it's a bit of a waste myself. So I just want to ask you, surrounding Green Bay, there was rumor a couple of weeks ago that Jordan Love requests a trade if Aaron Rodgers is to stay in Green Bay next season. I know over the past few yeah. years, obviously, you've been a fan of Rodgers, understandably so, but this year you've kind of thought maybe it's time to move on. This is kind of that extra little kick to Green Bay to say it is time to move on, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. We all know Rodgers, you know, best case scenario. I think he's going to be there for two years. I think that realistically he's going to be there for two years, I'd say best case. Purely down to the fact that his, his cap is such a hit on us, it, even after he's left. It, we're still going to be paying in, in dead dead cap money. So we're not going to let... I don't think we are going to trade him now. I think it, it, it's just going to cost us too much money to shift him. Um, and especially if he retires. If he retires, that's probably going to be the worst outcome for us. So it, we've really got ourselves up shit creek here because Jordan Love is show flashes of... I won't say greatness because it's definitely not greatness. Show flashes of being a, a capable QB in the NFL. It's also shown flashes of being absolutely shocking. So it's a massive gamble. Um, it's also the reason why we've probably got five wins now and we could essentially tank the rest of the season and we could, it's going to be a healthy QB dra- draft coming coming up. So there's always that to play. If we do trade him, you know, get some draft capital in and maybe look to make a play in the draft. But it's, yeah, the, the, the decision's coming up sooner rather than later now with uh, with Rogers and I don't I really don't know the answer because it's not as simple as 
do we trade him? Do we cut him? Because cutting him is out of the question. But you know, getting nothing back. But I don't know. It's 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 um it's a million dollar question you've asked me there, and I just don't really know the answer to it at the minute. I, I, Jordan Love, he deserves a shot. He definitely deserves a shot in the NFL. Whether it's with us or not, I'm not so sure. Fair enough. Um, Skin, we'll move on to discussing your boys now against Vegas Raiders. Vegas Raiders. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. It is Josh McDaniels um, playing against his, his former team, a team that he was very successful with as offensive coordinator, facing a team and a quarterback that wants absolutely nothing to do with his current offensive coordinator, Mac Jones, seen screaming, hates him, screaming at Matt Patricia, waving him off and, and calling his own plays and, and leading Patriots to a win against Cardinals on Monday night. So, yeah, I've said it before and I'm sticking to it and it's coming out. I said this weeks and weeks and weeks ago and now the whole world is starting to see it on TV coverage. Matt Patricia is a defensive coach and it baffles me. I said it at the start of the season. Why, for a quarterback that had, who was the best year one quarterback of his class last year, in year two, in such an important point, and a quarterback, or for that matter, any player's development after such a successful year one, are we giving him a defensive guy as his offensive coordinator? And we are now seeing how that is playing with Max's development and his mindset. Hate it. You could see it coming, couldn't you, a mile off? It's, yeah. In the whole off-season, it would just question marks over your boys' coaching staff and who who's running the offense. Every single interview Belichick were doing, it's like, who's, who's running the offense, who's running the offense. Oh, it's a bit it's, of it's, everyone. A bit of everyone. But, you know, I'll be, at the end of the day, it comes down to myself. I'll be making the final decisions. That's not what the question you're being asked. We want to know who's making the, the ins and outs, the day-to-day decisions of that offense. That won't be you. And yeah. it's, it's crazy what he's done. But the experience that that guy has... It's just to not get that kind of shit sorted out. It's an offensive coordinator. Just it's not yeah. a difficult job for him to assign an offensive coordinator. There, there's your man. That's your job. Please get on with it. I want nothing to do with it. I'm a defensive coach. That's yeah. that should have been it. But for some reason, it's give it a defensive coordinator. It's unheard of in the NFL. A defensive yeah. coordinator calling the offense. And I do feel sorry for Matt Jones. I really must say that, as you've rightfully said, it was it was the best out of the rookie QBs last year. It went. It wasn't brilliant by Efficient, any stretch. but not exciting. That's, yes, that's ex- exactly that. Exactly that. Not exciting at all, but he's one of them. You stick him in a San Fran offense, it'd be brilliant because he'll game yeah. manage it all day. He won't turn the ball over, but he's not going to go deep. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to take your tech lid off a defense so much, but it will, it can pick a defense apart. And like you say, year two for an, an NFL quarterback is probably the most important season in their careers, I'd say, for development. Because yeah. you, you look at Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence last year in his rookie year, they may as well have written it off because it was an absolute joke. The things he had to deal with behind the scenes, it was yep. a joke. Year two, all of a sudden, we're seeing this thing that we're seeing glimpses here what what we should have seen, you know, coming out out of college. It was supposed to be as good as Andrew Luck, you know, on that kind of level. We're starting yep. to see some some flashes that is shown in this that year two development that that he's been just in fields as well. Exactly. Fields, yeah, Fields, exactly the same. Year two, it's always year two where you start seeing, right, they've got the intangibles to make these plays. Whereas I, I do feel for um, I do feel for your boy Mac there because I, I think he's regressed compared to last season. And it is because of injuries as well, but he's yeah. just having to deal with a similar shit show that Lawrence had to deal with last year. Yeah, I mean, look, they, they've still won three out of the last five, but again, uh, 
it's just hard. Like rumours over this last week or two have started to come out that the potential for the return of Tom Brady for a season, yeah. you know, to see his career out could happen. What does that leave with Mac? Some people are saying that, you know, gives Mac a year to sit behind Brady and really learn. Some are saying that Mac would be a part of a trade, whether that's back to the books for Brady or Brady goes over free and, and Mac's used, Mac is used as leverage. I don't know. But even if, in a hypothetical world, Tom Brady does come in and he's got all the experience in the world. He's got all the success in the world. He has won more Super Bowls than any NFL team, let mm-hmm. alone any other player. So he knows the back of his hand, the scheme, the success and how to get it done. I still would not want Matt Patricia as his offensive coordinator. So even, with Brady. Uh, even if Brady was leading, leading that offense and he could just say, look, fuck off at me here. Similar to what Mac did on Monday, like the balls on Mac to do that, but it's got to be so frustrating for Mac Jones because I've said it since he came in. I like him. I'm a fan of him. When Josh McDaniels allowed him to open up a bit more and go a bit more deep in the second half of the season, he was in the top three quarterbacks for, for stats on deep passes. So he's got the ability, but he's now stuck and he's now lumped with a defensive coordinator who was so unsuccessful at the Lions and created a negative culture, yeah. which has took Dan Campbell such a long time to turn around. And we're now starting to see that over the last few weeks and really start to pay off the work that he's done. And and it's like you said, Sam, what he's regressing so hard. Oh, brilliant. He's regressing so much, but he, he's playing an offense that's leaning on screen passes and, you know, inside runs and all this bullshit, which it, it's not going to work. And we're going to end up, completely destroying a great talent. If if we go into next, this season's over, we're, like you said with Packers, Sam, we're in the hunt for scraping the wild card spot, but we're not going to do anything. If we go into next season, whether it's Brady, whether it's Matt Jones, I do hope it's Matt Jones. I love Tom Brady. We all know about my fandom for Tom Brady, but we've got to move on. And if I'd we go in, into I can't next, see him at all. I really can't no, see that. I can't. It is just rumours at this point, but you never know. Um, but yeah, if we go into next season and Matt Patricia is still... The, the offensive coordinator, or oh, we've not took genuine serious steps to really buy into Matt Jones. We might as well trade him and get leverage for other positions because he's never going to be the the the, the well, he's never going to be able to reach the potential that he's got and, and play the ability that he's capable of playing at. So yeah, that's my run uh, at Vegas. Vegas have seen a little bit of form over this last few weeks. They've won three out of the last five. Um, I just I think it'll be a shit game to be honest. I think under forty points. A lot of field goals, so get your get your Carlsons and get your Nick folks in for your fantasy teams this week if you can. Um, and yeah, just a really really boring game. So yeah, I, I don't even know who will win. I think I'll go Patriots winning just to put my name to the result. Fair enough. Let's move on to the locks of the week then. Um, seeing as we started with Sam last time, this time we'll start with you, Skin. You not fancy it, mate? I uh, know we're going to stick to the same order as the first. All right. Fair enough, mate. I appreciate that. Uh, my luck this week, I'm going to go for one of the early kickoffs, 6pm on Sunday. Uh, and I'm going to go for the 12-1 and Philadelphia Eagles to win at uh, Soldier Field. You bastard. Yeah, that was mine. <laughs> Chicago Bears. Sorry, lads. Uh, I think, I, I know we've mentioned, we've started to make the joke of the lock of the week is whoever is playing the Texans this week being the Kansas City Chiefs, who are a very good backup, lads, depending on who's next. But yeah, I think for me, I'm going to have to back the... Uh, MVP in waiting, Jalen Hurts, to lead the uh, the Eagles to another win and, and go 13-1. and one. Fair enough. Nice. I'm not 100% sure who to go for next. I, I felt like part of me is leaning towards going for the Vikings, but they let me down last week. They've got the Colts this week. Um, 
you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go with the Vikings. I'm going to oh, yeah, go oh, Vikings again. Down. Oh, my yeah. God. There's Why a lock. There's a lock against the Colts. Oh, that makes you me play feel badly. Sam's body, yeah. That makes me feel yeah. <laughs> It's my money, Why? Yeah, <laughs> Why shouldn't I go Vikings against Colts? Hey, hey, it's hey, like hey, Terry's hey. money, isn't it? Trying to get Terry's money or Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, hey, look. It's it, Vikings at six o'clock. If there's any time that Kate Cousins can perform, it's Sunday six o'clock when nobody's watching. So. Mate, it, no, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. Saturday at six o'clock, baby. Is it? Fun. Yeah. There's, there's three games on Saturday. So we've got... The, oh shit! Yeah, there is. Yeah, so you've got it's Vikings Colts at six our yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Then it's Browns Ravens at half nine, and then in yeah. uh, at quarter past one in the morning, Saturday night football. Saturday night oh. football is Bills Dolphins. Three games, baby. Saturday, let's go. I'm, I'm yeah, away Saturday. I'm uh, I'm the only bloke in Britain that's going to Skegness on in the middle of December. <laughs> so uh... <laughs> what is that about? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give you the story now, just for our, our listeners. My uh, my lovely lady DG, it's her birthday on Saturday. She's going to be thirty five years old. Lucky me, you know I love the older ones. Happy, and, happy, uh, happy future birthday, DG. Happy, happy future birthday indeed. Um, and yeah, she uh, one of her favourite films is Aladdin. And nice. when we took the kids to Skeg in the summer, you know, they have the leaflets all about, about what's happening and going off. It's, uh, they had uh, Aladdin in Panto. So nice. we made a joke of, uh, the first, the first time it's on is on Saturday on a birthday. We made a joke about coming. She seemed like she was up for it. So we're going to go to Skeg in the middle of December, get pissed and go sit front row at Panamai. I love it. It's going to be like so, a fucking ghost town. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. We have got a hotel, though, because as you would expect, there's absolutely no caravans available. All full of damn. Yeah, <laughs> thankfully the hotel has got a restaurant as well, so we can eat while we're there. But yeah, I, I didn't realise there was Saturday Night Football, so God, I'm going to miss that. But yeah, sorry, mm. sorry, Sam. Uh, turns out people will be watching the Vikings this week. So uh, I don't even know. I don't even know if I want to stick by him now. You've kind of put no, me off the idea. Me. You've, you've committed, committed me. Done. This, this, is, this is all part of me being a bit iffy on this. <laughs> you never back the early kickoff, do you? We'd know that. And it, you've, yeah, you've never back the early kickoff. Look, mate, I didn't realise it was Saturday at six o'clock, to be fair. So wow. I'll hold my hands up on that one. But I don't see why the Vikings beating the Colts is an issue. Go on. Uh, no, as, a, as far as a, a result concerned, it's not an issue. As far as my £10 is concerned, it's a massive issue. Um, and I will Cost go of living to crisis, Aggie. You Cost of living. You know what you I mean? I'm going to food shop. I'm gonna have to bet five an hour. <laughs> uh, my lock of the week, it was going to be the Eagles to win against the Bears. I think that's very comfortable and it's a good pick from Dawson. Uh, back up. Now then, back up. And I'm gonna jinx my boys here. I'm uh, backing. I'm backing my boys, the Packers, to oh, win on Monday Night Football at home as against you say, the Rams. Lock. How is that lock. any different to me going for the Vikings over the Colts? Lock. My reason being, they've got Baker in there. Um, he's still and learning the offensive offense. player of the week uh, last week. By the way, he just, was. Just, he just, was. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. After yeah, we spoke about out. him at the end of the review show, but yeah, sorry, carry on. No, that, that's fair. He deserves that shout-out. But I'm going for the Packers to beat the Rams. I think the Rams are just all kinds of banged up, especially at the wide receiver position. Yeah. Um, they're going to come into Lambeau. It's going to be cold. The Packers, uh, It's every game's a playoff game. That's what they keep saying now. And if they're really serious about, about making a late push, then they've got to beat the Rams. It's simple as that. We, we, I'm, I'm going to jinx them again. We normally seem to have the Rams number in Lambeau. <laughs> we normally, famous last words. You don't want to win, does he? Rams, Rams don't travel well to Lambeau. They never seem to. So I'm going to back my boys here at home to see off the Rams, and that is my lock. Gosh, lock it in. Wow. Okay. Uh, moving on to player then. Sam, we'll start with you. 
my scorer, I am going to go into the game that I fancied being my lock, and I'm going to go AJ Brown to score against the Bears. Ten nice. touchdowns already this year. I think he's going to get 11. Nice. Um, I've got two names down, and I'm going to go away from both of those. Um, and I'm going to go with... <laughs> he's fucking bottled it now. I have. I have. <laughs> We're in his head. It's, it's ruined me. Um, I'm going to go with Isaiah Pacheco for the Chiefs Ooh, like it. against Love the Texans. Um, ranked number 32 against the run. The Texans are just poor on all sides of things. Um, so I'm going to back Pacheco to get a touchdown skin. Fair enough, mate. I am going to venture for uh, venture out a little bit this week and go for a potential, not sort of one of your um, contenders that you would normally expect. I'm going to go for Keenan Allen for the Ooh, LA Chargers against Tennessee Titans. Keenan Allen missed quite a bit of the start of the season through injury. Chargers, to be fair to them, are banged up. They, they've literally got just Broad. under half. Yeah, they've got <laughs> just under half their squad with some kind of injury at the minute in terms of their starting lineup. So they're, they're banged up. They're still just about getting results. They beat the uh, Miami Dolphins last week. Um, but Keenan Allen, in his best game so far this season, uh, 14 targets, caught 12 of them. So 12 receptions for 92 yards. Uh, so Mr. Reliable in terms of that uh, Chargers wide receiver call, which is very strong, including Mike Williams, Eckler, a threat out the backfield in the passing game as well. Tennessee Titans are the worst team in the NFL at defending the pass. So I think Herbert can get a couple of touchdowns this weekend. And I think Keenan Allen in the red zone can get himself a nice little slant route catch and nail me the scorer of the week. Nice one. We'll stick with you then, Skin, to go for your wild card. I'm going for the Lions. That's it. I'm getting in quick after having them snatched away from me last week. I know I still got it right uh, going for the Panthers as backup. But uh, looking at Lions' recent form has been absolutely fantastic. Looking at their running, they've really got a genuine chance of sneaking in one of those last wild card spots. But they've won four out of the last five. Jets not in the best of form, but they are still the favourites. Um, but yeah, I think, again, gritty Lions going into the cold of New York City or, or New Jersey technically. But um, yeah, I, I'll go with Lions as my wild card this week. And hopefully they'll win two weeks in a row. Fair enough. I've been unsure. I've got them as my backup, to be fair, but I've been quite unsure, similar to anything I've gone for so far this week. But I'm going to go with the Falcons to beat the Saints. Ooh. The Falcons <laughs> win. Um, and with a Bucks loss, which is a very realistic chance against the Bengals, I think... Falcons can go second potentially first, or at least joint first in the NFC South. That division's not the greatest. Saints shocking. Are at the bottom. Absolutely shocking. And it looks at the moment that whoever goes through is on a losing record, which I'm not sure you guys might know a bit more than this on than me. Has that ever happened? When was the last time it happened? It will have happened, boy. What, what was last happened. time what happened? A team got a made team. the playoffs with a losing record. Well, at least won the division. I, anyway. I division, think yeah. the... Commanders did it not long back when it was the dead NFC East. I'm pretty sure they won the division on a seven and nine. Oh, yeah, but yeah, NFC East was absolutely right for that not too long ago, weren't it? So yeah, yeah that's a fair shot. Well, now it's moved to the south. So I'm going to go with the Falcons to beat the Saints in an NFC South game. Sam? Yes, well, this is the reason why I've been a little bit sweaty on your... Oh on your Vikings because I have written down the Colts as a Ooh. wild card and I'm still not quite sure if I want to take them or not because my backup is the Jags to beat the Cowboys. Oh! Ooh. 
Commit to one, mate. Uh, it is, isn't it? It's, it's either the Colts to beat the Vikings or the Jags to beat the Cowboys. So they, they've almost got identical records between them. Vikings 10 and 3, Cowboys 10 and 3, Jags 5 and 8, Colts 4, 8 and 1 with the tie. So there's literally yep. a tie in it between the four teams. And you're going to push me. I've got to pick one. So yes. I am going to go purely for the fact that I don't want to back against our locks. I'll be backing money on it. So I'm going to pick my backup, which is the Jags to beat the Cowboys. Oh, go on and give us your reasoning. What what made you highlight that one? What, what? What what made you highlight the Jags to beat Cowboys, considering the form that Cowboys are in? Yeah, sorry, it's purely down to Trevor Lawrence. I think I've uh, I've seen him come on leaps and bounds over this last couple of weeks, and you know it's a wild card, it's a wild card. It's it's something that you're picking the underdog at the end of the day, and I think Trevor Lawrence, from what I have seen, I think he. Um, He's got something in his locker that could upset the Cowboys myself. Fair enough. Um, do you want to go through Mudge's? Uh, right, okay. So, Mudge has had a lock of the Chiefs. Uh, wild card. He did have the Lions, but well, we're going to get Dawson that, I think. So, yeah, sorry. Are we? Are we? No, no because in the interest of fairness, yeah, we should let him have that, but I've got to change my football ones. Yeah, because it's funny making you scramble for a pick. It is funny. We'll have watching you sweat. Oh, and his touchdown scorer is Devonta Smith, his boy from the Eagles. So, yeah, Chiefs and Devonta Smith, and we're unfortunately much sorry can't have the lines, mate. Dawson's took them. So, I'm surprised he didn't go for the Eagles to be the best. To be fair, last week he was all in on the Eagles. Yeah, on everything. To be winning, honest, so. I was. I thought that when I was going through my locks, and I had Eagles for that reason because I, I seen he'd not pick them, which surprised me. So, just to recap, then adding all eight locks. To my Acker this week. Are you including Mudges as well, yeah? I've included, included it, mate. Yeah, nice. I've included it. So that would be Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday, Leighton Orient, Argentina to lift the trophy, nice. the Minnesota Vikings, which I'm sweating on, <laughs> the Green Bay Packers, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Kansas City Chiefs. If you want to back that as your Acker, you can get it as an eightfold at 33.7 to 1. Nice. A nice tenor on that that I'll be putting 348 on. Three hundred and forty-eight quid. Yeah, just about about three hundred and fifty quid. So we'll uh, we'll be cheering that just on. Just a question the on the back well. of the Vikings. I know you said you, you're sweating on it, but if you, you you're sweating on it, but then you've chosen the Colts as your first choice. Granted, you've gone against it because I've gone Vikings. But why were mm-hmm. you unsure about the Colts? You said at the beginning of it you're unsure about it. The reason why I was unsure about it is because I think the Vikings are the biggest ten and three frauds I've ever seen in my life. Um. I yeah I agree mate 100% I, I don't just, think you really need to go into it too much more do you it's so weird minus one I think points differential yeah, points yeah. differential in the NFL is massive like it's it's a big stat and it's you know you'll see all your big teams with at least about a plus 40 point differential at this point in the season the Vikings have negative one which is absolutely crazy for a 10 and 3 team it shows that they've been in a lot of close games. They've barely won when they have won, and they've had a lot of blowouts. That's what that means. They've lost yeah. heavily quite a few times. Uh, ten and three. This is why the Colts for me. They've got every right. They've got a Jonathan Taylor. He needs to book his ideas up. He's had an absolutely shocking season. Um, but no, I think I just think they've they've got that upset in them. I think they're at home as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Do you sure you don't want to? Change last minute from Cowboys to uh, sorry from uh, blah, 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 
Fucking hell, Jags. No, we can't change. I can't change. No, I'm not going to change. I'm I'm going to keep the Jags. I think I've got more than a fair reason why I'm slightly sweating on your Vikings pick. Okay, that's fair enough. I just wondered, that's all. Cool. It's like deja vu, isn't it? Yeah, well. I think I called him a glass cannon, didn't I, a couple of weeks back, and you said you liked the terminology. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, All firepower, no substance. That's it. And that's exactly what they have been for the last few weeks. They've they proved me right and I just, I just, I'm really not confident in the Vikings and I think they could quite easily spiral down the stretch I've yeah. not seen their run up I've not seen the run in they just have a play new boys again won't they I don't think yes yeah, so they definitely will be Giants uh, Packers Bears there you go yeah, yeah, not yeah, the hardest then, but a couple of tough games there Giants and, and Packers but should be the Bears obviously, but yeah they but, should be should be the Bears last game of the season Look, lads, week 15 now, so only, what, 54 weeks of regular season football to go. We've got Saturday night football this week. We've got Saturday fucking red zone next week with oh. Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day football as well. What Your a treat. Are, are playing, aren't they, Sam? I believe it's the Browns, so correct me if I'm wrong. That might have been not last year. That um, was last year, Christmas yeah. Day. Christmas Day, yeah. So Packers playing again half nine. So, yeah, we've got a really good couple of weeks of sociable football action and then uh, we're going into the last two weeks of the regular season and I can't wait to see that wildcard weekend line up on us to really get stuck into just, just on that predictions you've just made me look there so we are still playing on Christmas Day that's two Christmas days in a row now she's going to yeah go I knew you were mad. just yeah I knew you she's were gonna just go mad. Sure so we're playing we're playing at six o'clock and all it's even early I think we played at oh. nine so it's, it's should have top of the pops day. on at that time mate yeah it's <laughs> dolphins and all it's going to be a right tasty yeah, affair so that, that's a big so. game that Oh, God, she's going to go mad. There we go. Bless her. Uh, Don't let her listen to this episode, mate. Break the news for a five to six Christmas day. You can list up football, but I'll cut it at NFL. Yeah. When uh, when you're at her mum and dad's having a bit of a, an evening buffet and you're like trying to sneak like, oh, we need to go, we need to go, and you're playing up like dodgy stomach game and all that shit to get out of the door. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 See it coming, see it coming. Fair enough. Classic. Lads, thanks very much for joining me to go through the whoa. NFL. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I think we've forgot something, haven't we? Mr. Skin, do you want to take the question away? Mr. Sam, um, I can, mate, but I'll be honest, I'm not prepared, so I'm going to have to... It doesn't matter, mate. Uh, Question of the episode. Question of the episode, indeed, and I'm going to give this one to you. Um, Oh, this is going to be bad. This is going to be so bad. Right, okay. Okay. Would you rather... Would I rather? You you slated the vegans earlier. Oh, no. So, would you rather... Enter into a sexual relationship with a vegan who likes pouring milk out in shops and all that shit. Oh, God. A protesting vegan. The worst A protesting vegan. Or would you rather go over to Thailand and find yourself uh, a nice... Give me that Bangkok chick boy, baby. (laughs) (laughs) 